Good morning, church. It's good to be with you today. Glad you have joined us for this time of worship. We are currently in a sermon series through the Psalms. And we have a reading plan that uh, you'll find on the table in the foyer as you exit. Looks like this. Encourage you to pick one of those up, and it's not too late to catch up and be reading week to week with us. Each week we're reading 10 hymns, two a day, Monday through Friday, the weekend to catch up if that's if you get behind a little bit. And out of those 10, I'm just praying through and selecting one of those psalms to preach from. And you cannot pass by Psalm 23 and not preach on Psalm 23. It is kind of the crown jewel in the psalms. And so I want to read for you, read with you, all of Psalm 23. If you have a copy of the scriptures, turn over to Psalm 23 with me. If not, you'll find a pew Bible right there in front of you. It's on page 544. It's titled, A Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. This is the reading of God's Word. You may be seated. We have moved to an every other week schedule for Kingdom Kids, which is a ministry for those out of nursery at four years old up to second grade. And they, uh, this week we are on for Kingdom Kids. So if you have a kiddo that wants to participate in Kingdom Kids, follow Miss Rosemary to the foyer. If they've never gone before, accompany them and fill out a little card. And they're going to be over in our education building, worshiping, learning, and having fun at their level. And they can be picked up from the education building after the service today. That's always an important step. You don't want to skip that one. Make sure and pick the kiddos up after service today. And they're on their way. You know, it's a blessing to hear the voices of kiddos in our church. It really is. And I know what some of you parents of those who are four-year-old through second grade, it's a blessing to hear them walk away from you for a minute, right? Uh, I won't say who's in that camp, but I may be related to one. Um, the Shepherd's Psalm. It's one you, if you can quote any psalm or any portion of a psalm, this is probably the one, right? So one we know really well, but there's so much goodness in the psalm. So I just want to pause. I want you to pray with me, and then let's take a look at Psalm 23. Father God, you have inspired the Bible. Itself tells us that you breathed it into being through your Holy Spirit's work in the lives of those who followed you throughout many centuries. We believe that as Christians, we trust that. And so we know that we are not just talking about a book, a psalm, or a song, or a poem. 
hearing your words coming through David speaking to us about you, our shepherd. Father God, I pray that you'd open our ears to hear it. You'd soften our hearts to receive it. And you would steady our hands to go from this place and live out what you have shown us here today. This we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, Sheep need shepherds. Now, I say that not as an expert on the actual work of sheep and shepherding. I've only read about that part of it. But I'll tell you, from just reading that part of it, sheep need shepherds. They can't feed themselves. Like, they'll eat the grass, and when the grass is gone, they'll just starve to death unless you take them somewhere where there's more grass. They can't defend themselves. There's nothing they can do against wild prey that might want to devour them. They'll, They'll wander off, get lost, fall off a cliff. They need a shepherd. Sheep are not very smart. Uh, they're, they're troublesome animals when left alone without the help of a shepherd. And, and, and the Bible sees fit to say, we are sheep. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm a little bit offended when I read that sometimes. I think, hey, come on. And then I look back on my life and realize, no, they're right. God's right. I'm a sheep and I need a shepherd. One of my favorite videos I've ever seen, I'm just going to show it to you. Okay, we got to watch it. Kevin's laughing. He already knows what's coming because I show it to everybody. But you all get to experience it here. Here's here's why sheep need a shepherd. This is an example, real life example. If I were a sheep, this would be me. Let's watch it together. Here we go. There's no audio, so I'm going to talk you through it, okay? That's an irrigation ditch. That's a sheep. I don't know if that's a shepherd, but it's obviously someone who cares enough to set it free. And it's free. And it says, yay, I'm free. And then... Isn't that good? That's so good. (laughs) Now, we all laugh, but let me tell you something. Here's the slow-mo. Oh, here's the slow-mo. That's so good. Oh, man. That is so good. We laugh, but that's us. I know it's me, and I've been a shepherd of a church long enough to know I'm not alone. I may be a shepherd, but I'm under-shepherd. And I'm most definitely a sheep. That's us. We need a shepherd. Sheep are easily scared, can't provide for themselves, prone to wander around, they're defenseless. They need a shepherd. So this is the good news behind Psalm 23 is that we've got one. We do have one. We have a shepherd. David says, The Lord is my shepherd. We have a shepherd that cares for us, comforts us, provides for us. We have a shepherd that protects us, looks out for us. And the next thing he says is like, when you realize you have a shepherd like the Lord, he says, I realize I I lack nothing. Now, when I read that, I'll be honest, I think, yeah, but how can you lack nothing? I mean, how how can you really lack nothing? I mean, surely there's other things you need in addition to the Lord being your shepherd. But here's the the point, or here's an illustration to the point. Marcia yesterday said, I want to go get steak. 
We haven't had steak in a long time. It's our favorite meal. If it's our anniversary or our birthday or she wants steak, it's a special day. That's our favorite meal. And so she went and got steak. I cooked it. And, and anytime we make steak, Marshall always asks me, do you want anything else with it? I said, no. You can make it, and I'll eat it, but all I need is the steak. Like, that's the most important thing. And after I eat that, the sides, take them or leave them. But I've got the most important thing in front of me, and that's the basic point that he's making here, is that when you have the Lord as your shepherd, all the other stuff you don't need, you may want, but the Lord is your shepherd. So you do not have to want. You lack nothing when you have him. And I've already hinted at why that is. But I want to go into it a little more specifically. We find in here what a shepherd does. What the Lord does for us. Comforts, provides, guides, protects, and blesses. That's the five things that we see Lord, the Lord, our shepherd, doing for us, which is why we lack nothing when he is our shepherd, because those five things he does for us. Let's take them one at a time. The first thing is he comforts us. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. And then at the end of verse four, he says, thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. Now, something I learned that I did not know is that you know how you get a sheep to lay down in the grass? It has to be calm. It has to be relaxed. It has to be comforted. So the green grass that it's lying down in is next to a still water. If it was a raging river, what would the sheep do? Wouldn't be able to lie still in the grass. But the shepherd sees to it that he takes the sheep and brings them to a place where they can relax in him. Where they are comforted by his presence. And I have found that is exactly what God, my shepherd, does for me. I remember reading a little illustration about being spun up, being... um, being whipped up into a frenzy of being anxious about being worried and the illustration goes that you take this glass jar and if you put river water in it you got all the sediments in there right if you mix it up it gets really cloudy but if you let it sit still the water will become clear and all that sediment will go to the bottom well a couple years ago we were at the Frio River on a little family getaway and I thought, I'm going to take some river water with me. And I should have brought it out. I, don't, I didn't think about this till now, to be honest with you. But it sits in my office and it reminds me. It's just a glass jar with water and the water is very clear. And at the bottom is all this sediment. And it's just a reminder that it's so easy to get whipped up into a frenzy. I mean, we're coming out of so many things that could have us anxious. Even in the last few, th- few weeks, things happening in the world that can make us very anxious, right? Maybe things happening in our personal life that, you know, really, they just keep us up at night. They wake us up early in the morning. That It just weighs on us, right? And oftentimes for myself, I get that way because 
I'm not paying attention to the Lord who is my shepherd. I'm worrying about so many other things. But when I come to him, I find comfort. Enough so that I might be able to lie down and rest by quiet waters. Speaking of that, it's not just that the sheep is comfortable enough, comforted enough to lie down in the green pastures, but those green pastures are food. The still waters not only you know, keep the sheep calm, but it provides water for the sheep to drink. What a shepherd does is provide. So the first thing is he comforts. The second is that he provides. A shepherd provides. Make sure the sheep has what the sheep needs. Jesus would say, don't worry about your life. Seek the kingdom and all that you need will be given to you, right? The challenge with that, I think sometimes, is, is at least for myself, I do. I get wants and needs mixed up, and I think that I need provision from the Lord that I don't need. I need this amount of money in the bank account to be comfortable, that I, and I don't really need that. And I need this kind of advancement at work, I, I don't really need that. I need these people to be happy with me, have you ever thought that? If I, they're not happy with me, then I don't have what I need. There's all sorts of things that we may want. But Jesus, our, our God, our shepherd, has given us what we need. He has provided for us for our daily lives. And Jesus would say, pray for your daily bread. So every day we can come into the day thinking about what we lack, or we can focus on what God has provided. We can complain about what we don't have, or we can open our eyes to the million things God has blessed us with. And that choice every day is ours. Will we focus on what God has provided for us? Or will we focus on the things that we think we need? But when Jesus is our shepherd, remember, we lack nothing. When he's our shepherd, we're comforted, we're provided for, and third, we're guided. Life can be confusing, right? How many of you have ever prayed for the will of God? Anybody? Most of us have at some point or another. I remember coming out of high school, I knew where I was going to college. Hardin-Simmons University, here I come. I'd already visited the campus. I was going to play football for them, and then I went to the weight room and saw the football players and I said, nope. These guys will murder me. I'm not going to do that. And I said, I know I'm going into ministry. They got a ministry track. Here I come. I'm coming here. And I prayed for wisdom, and I thought that was it. And I was was ready to go. And then God changed plans right at the last minute and called me into a youth ministry position just down the road from where I grew up. God provided that. He provided the wisdom to know. He opened the door. He guided me. In fact, in Psalms itself, Psalm 119 tells us that his word is a light unto our path, right? God lights the way. He shows us. I would like to see a 72-point plan that details my life from now until 5 years, 10 years, 20 years. Sometimes we're like that. We want to know exactly what to do next. We want this detailed, listed, step-by-step plan And I don't know that God has ever given me anything like that. It's more like, here's what trusting me looks like today and tomorrow. And then you get there and say, just keep walking with me. 
Maybe sometimes it happens that way. When my, my call to ministry happened that way. I knew it's called to ministry, but so much of those twists and turns, I had no idea. The good news is, is that God guides. I don't have to know every step of the way. It says he guides me along the right paths. He shows me the way. He's my GPS, which has ruined me for life, by the way. If I have to get from here to anywhere outside of Kennedy, I got to pull up GPS because I've relied on it so long, I just don't have a clue anymore. But thank God it's always present. It's always an option. It's an app away. The guidance of God is always present. It's always there. It's a prayer away. You may want this long plan laid out ahead of you, but often God is content just to show you enough of the path in front of you to take the steps of faithfulness that he's calling you to take. But here's the deal. What David says here is not God is going to... God the shepherd is going to lead you down the right path, sheep, so you don't fall off the edge, so, that, so you don't fall into a cave. God is going to lead you down the right paths for his name's sake. Selfishly, we may want to be led down our paths for our name's sake, but the promise of the shepherd is, I'm going to take you down the right paths for my glory, which is really good news. Because if it were up to me and what I want, you know how many times I would have been wrong by now? Way too many to count. Thank God that he is able to see what I cannot see and guide me in ways that I could not possibly fathom in my own human understanding. That is the kind of shepherd we have. When our Lord is our shepherd, he comforts us, he provides for us, he guides us, and he protects us. Now, I'll be honest, when I've read this psalm before, I get a little confused at this point. It's like there's this big shift, right? you got a sheep and a shepherd. And now you're no longer talking about a sheep and a shepherd. And I was reading and studying this psalm, which is, by the way, this is one of the benefits of reading and studying Scripture, is even something as familiar to me as Psalm 23, God opened my eyes to some new things that I did not know through studying His Word. So when I'm looking at this, there's a shift that takes place, Right? Between verse 3 and verse 4. It goes from talking about a sheep and a shepherd to talking about a fellow walking through the darkest valley. Or in some translations, it talks about the the, the valley of death. Right? So, what what makes this shift? What, What makes sense of this? And I realized something I never knew before that that shepherds back in Jesus' day or, or back in, even in the Old Testament and in, in some places even now today, they have this code where if someone is needing protection, they will offer it no questions asked. They will they offer hospitality. They'll look out for you. They'll make sure that you're safe and sound. They'll take care of you until you're on your way. It's like this shepherd's code that they go by. And when I heard that, it made sense of the rest of the psalm. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Here I am walking through a dark valley, not knowing where to go, not knowing where to turn. And here is a shepherd providing safe haven. And what does a shepherd do? 
The hospitality back in the day would be that the shepherd would offer oil to anoint your head. The shepherd would pour you something to drink. And the shepherd would protect you from anyone that might be out to get you. Even though I walk through the the darkest valley, the valley of death, I'll fear no evil because you are with me. Your rod, which protects against the enemy, and your staff, which guides, they comfort me. So much so that the psalmist here says, presumably is David, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's an incredible thing. I didn't know shepherds did that, but they do. They not only protect the sheep, but they protect anybody who wanders through in danger looking for help. We need that protection. The longer I get in the journey of Christianity, my faith in Jesus, the more real spiritual attacks and warfare are to me. There is an enemy, Satan. And Jesus was not wrong in John 10.10 when he said, this enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. This is a thief coming to take from you your very life. There is dark forces in the world that Satan is behind. There is attack from others that is not about flesh and blood, as Paul would say in Scripture. This is, you've got enemies. It's, you think your enemy has a face. It's this person. they got a last name. But there is an enemy behind them that's at work. And when we go to our shepherd for protection, many times I've gone to him for protection against spiritual warfare, and he provides it. Maybe you have felt that. Maybe you've had a week like that. Maybe you've gone through that and you have sensed spiritual oppression, the enemy attacking, trying to pull you down, trying to discourage you. Go to the shepherd. Ask for his protection and he will give it. One of the incredible things is the way this ends. The way the shepherd does all these things is not just a little bit. It's not just enough. His blessings are overflowing. When we, have G, when we have God as our shepherd, he comforts us, he provides for us, he guides us, he protects us, and he does all that with overflowing blessings. Not just enough, but more than enough. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows, surely goodness And mercy, our goodness and love, will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will be in the presence of God forever. I will be in the presence of my shepherd. And that will never end. That's not just enough of all those wonderful things a shepherd provides. It's a cup that overflows of all those wonderful things the shepherd provides. Now the thing that differentiates a good shepherd from a great shepherd, or even from a bad shepherd, is the lengths in which the shepherd will go to do all this stuff. It, 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 
Any of us can be nice and kind to each other, but you know when someone has really been nice and kind to you? When they were nice and kind to you when it hurt, when it really cost them something. So what's the difference between a good shepherd and a great shepherd? The the great shepherd is willing to lay down his life for the sheep. What's, What's the difference between a bad shepherd and a good shepherd? A good shepherd is willing to go so far as to die for those under his care. Listen to the words of Jesus. He says, I am the good shepherd. Jesus says the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. He says there's a one that's like a hireling, someone who's just hired from the outside, someone who doesn't really care. One who does not own the sheep. They see the wolf coming and the leaves the sheep behind and flees. The hireling flees because a hireling does not care about the sheep. But I, Jesus says, am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep, and I am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. That is our shepherd. The shepherd who's with us. The shepherd who comforts us, provides for us, guides us, protects us, not just a little bit, but blesses us with a cup that is overflowing. How do we know that's true? How do we know what David's saying is true? Is because we see it in Jesus. We see the great shepherd, the good shepherd, laying down his life for you and for me. And when we know that to be true, We trust all these things we see, all these wonderful, incredible things we see in Psalm 23. And so then we say, it's true. When this shepherd, Jesus, is my shepherd, when I am a sheep in his fold, I lack nothing. Let's pray. Father God, thank you again for your word. Some of us are sheep who have wandered far away. And God, as your word says, you will leave the 99 to find the one. Some here this morning are that one. They have wandered. But your goodness and love will follow them all the days of their life because they are your sheep and you're calling them back. Father, some here this morning are not a part of your fold, at least not yet. God, I pray that you'd help them to see that Jesus is that good shepherd that's calling them. That your Holy Spirit would soften their hearts to that good news that Jesus wants them. They know they're sheep. They know, just like I know, I'm not very smart. I can't take care of myself all the time. I can't protect myself from the enemy. There's so many things about me that why would a shepherd want me but help them to see that you do. That in Christ, you are calling them to be in his fold. Wherever we find ourselves here this morning, Father, I just trust that your spirit is speaking to us. 
and that we'll respond in the ways that you've called us to. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.